the biggest worry I have is the authorities will be calling this phone any second. So if, if my phone goes off, I will just stop preaching and I will answer the police because that's what you're supposed to do, okay? We don't want the fire department coming with the big red bus with all the other big emergency vehicles outside. Whew. Where were we? We have two services. We have four gatherings. Ah, there we go. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. We have definitely a, an opportunity to come. Dan Bell may be doing uh, balloon art. And then also, we have two services, one at 3 p.m., one at 5 p.m. There'll be the same service opportunities to come that Christmas Eve. Next, we have two gatherings coming up starting in 2024, January 7th. Uh, the first gathering will be at 9 a.m., 9 a.m., so your early lunch. That 10 a.m. time is not, a, is not a gathering. That's time where you get to be social with all those people you'll think you'll never see. Y'all come so late sometimes, and you stay so late. I love it. I just love it. We're the late church is what we should call ourselves. An opportunity during that 10 a.m. hour to meet people who are coming in for 11. You can high-five them from your car as you switch to parking places. An opportunity then for those in 11 o'clock to come to the second service. Make sense? Okay, this is the last time I'm making this announcement until a couple weeks from now. Now we're getting into the art of the art of prayer. The art of prayer. That's what we're going to be looking at here today. There it is. See? Hello. Thanks for calling Element Three Church. It's Pastor Scott. Yes. It's it's a uh, an, an errant poll. You can disregard. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Believe it or not, this is not the weirdest time that uh, some alarm going off during a preaching that I've done. So um, it's a whole flashback for me going to the time where somebody fell over. It was awful. Yep, yep. Everything was okay. And that, that broke. That's great. Fantastic. All right, we're going to get into prayer and, and understanding what prayer is. Uh, prayer, and what I'm going to do in this, this sermon is very different than what I normally do in sermons, and that is uh, I, I do preach from a script. I script out what I say. I sometimes deviate when the spirit moves or pulls or, or, or pushes. Uh, today, it's going to be very different. What I'd like to do is not performative, but instead to pray this sermon it is the art of prayer. And through praying the sermon with some different cues on the screen, I'd like to challenge how we maybe view prayer. Because I hear, and, I, and I'm told all the time, oh, I'm going to pray for you. But a lot of times that's just Christianese for, oh, bless your heart. Right? In fact, I think that we undervalue the power of prayer in our daily lives. Amen? Amen. We don't understand really what prayer truly means and how it can be so impactful. So what I'd like to do is to not think that I'm praying as a show or praying for, for, for adulation. No, in fact, what I'd like you to consider is that I'm actually talking to God and you're just listening in on the microphone. And it maybe shape your own prayer life. What I'd like to try is this to be a model to show and inspire your own prayer life that coming from this service, coming from this gathering, the art of prayer, you would actually go out and pray maybe for the first time in a long time. Maybe you're going to pray in a different posture or pray in a different manner or even pray by trying out something a little bit differently like art. Because don't think that what Justin is doing here is not prayer. It is very, very prayerful. So with that, let's take some time and let's understand what prayer is by praying together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray and ask that you would just be with us today. 
as we gather together in this corporate gathering, realizing that this moment is individualized, but it's also a corporate call to action. That this time together would unite us through the power of your Holy Spirit, would inspire us as a community to take stock of my own prayer life and to realize that somehow when we are praying and we're praying all together differently, that we have an opportunity and we have a, a call to take seriously where prayer is in our own lives. That this prayer is like a lifelong exercise, just like breathing. That when I breathe in, when I breathe out, I'm not conscious of it, except at times in my life where I cannot find my breath. The times where I've met my son for the first time, where I was on the altar professing my love in car accidents, in drama that I cannot find my breath. God, I realize how essential it is, and yet prayer I sometimes discount. I discount prayers that are just so succinct where I'm just screaming for mercy, where I'm calling out your name out of joy, that those indeed are opposite ends of the spectrum of prayer, God. God, as prayer just acknowledges you in my life, I ask, God, that you would just be present here in the midst of such chaos this morning, God. How timely it is to reconvene and recenter my soul in your grace, in your perfect being, in the presence of your love. Be present here in this time and place. And yet knowing that the time and place of prayer is not actually sufficient to label. That I've prayed on stages in front of thousands of people. I've prayed in front of a family who is grieving a loss. I've prayed before a husband and a wife who are professing their lifelong love for one another. And I've prayed with hurting families who were ripped apart by not knowing who you are. God, I pray that you would just take these mundane moments of my commute to work, the mundane times where I'm doing dishes for the thousandth time and are just tired of it, those mundane times where it just feels like monotony and there's nothing good in this life. May those times call out a prayer in my heart. May those times re-holy a place that seems so mundane. And yet, God, also in places like this, like this church with all these people gathered here, may we have a prayerful attitude that as a corporate body, we can inspire the work of your spirit among us. Reorient our mundane to holy. Reorient my posture. Reorient my preferences, God, on what I believe prayer should be. Indeed, God, change me. God, prayer is an answer and a belief that you will answer. But God, equally, when I pray for something, may I realize that oftentimes I'm the one who will be changed by the prayer. That I pray over and over and over for change in different systems, in different places in the city that I just detest watching sin fester. And yet, God, you're the one who continually moves and says, well, then get up and move, Scott. Come on, go. Have this church that you're a part of engage the depravity of where sin is all over people's lives. 
God, change me. But Lord, also strengthen our hands. Strengthen our hearts. Embolden our courage to be game changers in all sorts of areas of our lives, both private and public. Take us and move. God, as much as prayer is of these big themes, God, we also know that we need a challenge in our prayer life. And so, Lord, I ask, God, that even as this beautiful canvas evolves before our eyes, take and create in me a new canvas on prayer. Reorient the things that I hold as tradition and smash them like the idol that it is. And remind me of those places where the best prayers of my life occurred. As a child, understanding who you were for the very first time. As a teen, trying to understand who you are and what you were doing and why is there so much trouble in this world. And even as a very young pastor, not knowing the words to say or how to say them, but to say them for the benefit of the community listening. See, I know, God, that prayer is much bigger and needs to happen out of this time, and I know that you want to have conversations with each and every person in this room, and far be it from my voice to represent theirs. Let them be empowered to speak directly to you. Something in the Old Testament times, something even Jesus Christ was so bold to say to reorient all of us, that we have a personal relationship with you, God. How mystifying that is. The God who holds the cosmos together. Who knows every single molecule because you made it. Who knows every single hair on my head. Who knows my comings and goings. And every single thing about me, God. That I have a direct access to you. That nothing. In heaven, in hell. On earth, or anything can separate us from the love that you have for us? God, help me to remember that my prayer does not need to be eloquent. That prayer by itself is just a conversation. It's just an opportunity just to say, hey, God, hey, Dad, hey, I need to talk to you right here, right now. I'm struggling. I'm joyous. I'm somewhere in between. On most moments, I don't even know which way to go. But God, hear me as I converse with my wife, my children, with any one of you. Hear me, God, that our prayer just needs to be a conversation. Nothing more, nothing less. But God, equally, remind us and challenge us that prayer is not a bunch of words, God. See, prayer involves listening. And so, God, let us carve a space here. And in all seriousness, God, please no fire alarms. Please, God, in all humbleness, just give us the space here just to hear from you for the next minute. As we turn down the lights, as we turn down all the things in our lives, May we just silently listen for your voice for the next minute. However uncomfortable it may be, help us listen to you right now.
So many times, God, you speak without words. So many times, you call out with an image in my mind, with a thought, with a word, with a memory. But to not know your voice because my life is filled with noise is inexcusable. Create in us spaces in our daily lives where we can stop and do just that and to realize the awesome power that silence can bring in healing, in challenging, and in reorienting us. But Lord, most of all, remind us that prayer can bring great change. So change not just for some sort of cosmic vending machine that you somehow press buttons, God, and somehow you're going to give us what we think we want, but God, that you would not even... No. God, help us to pray that we would have faith to have a mountain throw itself in the sea. But to pray for my neighbor, to pray for my friends. And this is the hard one, God. Remind me to pray for my enemies. That they too would be changed by the power that only you can do. As much as I think I can do change in this world, God, let me in prayer just throw it all on the table for you and just say, Lord, you work. It's all you, God. Because prayer is fueled and moved by that Holy Spirit. God, when I pray to you, I'm not just praying to some deity who somehow has listening skills. No, I'm praying to both God the Father, God the Son, who knows everything that I've gone through and so much more. I don't understand hunger, God. I don't understand tiredness. I don't understand death. And when I pray, I'm praying to you that you understand so much more and so much more fully than ever I could imagine what it means to live. But I'm praying also to God the Spirit who unites and moves us all, who speaks in those still small voices and also blares loudly at times where I've needed to move in my life. Spirit, move in us. Fuel us by your breath. Create in us a new experience and even a bold new expressions of faith that can only be done by you for no one's credit but your own. Lord, bring us to our knees, praying for things that are so simple, like for a meal or for breath, for maybe health. Help us pray for things, God, that are, just seem so innocuous in this daily walk that it's okay to pray for our sports team. It's okay to pray for things in our world that matter, like a paycheck or the next day plans that seem so ambiguous. But God, help us also to pray for things that we have, should be almost insanely praying for through the power of your spirit. They would see revival here in Tallahassee, revival in the state of Florida, revival in the United States. They would inspire revival in our entire world 
God, we have been silenced by our culture in prayer. We have been said it's shameful even to pray with this bold audacity, but Lord, inspire us by the work of your spirit to transform my heart and to transform us corporately as well. Lord, we pray this in your name and all God's people said, amen. amen. As the worship team comes out to close us out with this amazing, inspiring song, I want to say thank you for just allowing the grace to try this out. It may feel kind of different, a little bit bizarre, but to see prayer work is kind of like watching a canvas develop before our very eyes. That where we may put a mark isn't where the artist chooses. Or where we, have, we might have a certain preference over the style or the genre. It may be something totally different. And what I just did is just about this much of what prayer is inside a room that's infinitely larger than this one. See, some of your prayers happen in different languages. Some of your prayers happen with groanings and moanings that come from the Spirit, as Paul writes in Romans. Some of our prayers come in ways that I can't even possibly imagine, but they're driven by that Spirit. And as Jesus reminds in the Scripture reading we heard, it's the call to pray and almost to pray unceasingly that we see through Jesus' world and Jesus' walk that we need to embody and to use in our world. So I'd like you to listen to the words of this last song, to watch the painting continue to develop and recognize we all need to reorient our prayer life.